We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of Dice It Up. Uh, for those of you who also follow myself and our betting channel, Spread the Floor, uh, presented by Her Hoop Stats, you know who our guest is this week. It is the legendary, the famous, uh, LA's finest, uh, Okay. The, the one person I talked to from the West Coast, Danielle Alvari. Uh, okay. We've wanted to get you on for a while. What's up? Just the touch of an oversell. Uh, hey. <laughs> so good. I, I, I'm very excited. I'm like a little starstruck because I've, I've seen Ice on some podcasts, but I've never got to, to actually hop on with her. So I'm very excited. Love it. Well, this is a dream team then because Daniel's a lot of fun. We have a lot of yeah. fun on the show. Yeah, uh, that's that's all I'm good for. Usually just a few laughs and uh, and then occasionally Cashing some drinks. Some <laughs> and some picks. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Right. And then occasionally some drinks after games drinks after games with ice is a must i <laughs> ice well ice will be uh hopefully commentating somewhere um again yeah. next year and so when you go to la you and danielle danielle go down the court go shoot some threes uh <laughs> i think i airballed in front of ice it was very bad um when she came to new york but uh but yeah uh so let's let's get into danielle for those who don't know uh danielle does a lot of work with uh bsin she uh hosted the bet rivers uh podcast la citycast podcast uh and was one of the like first people that i saw ever uh betting on the WNBA. Mm-hmm. um and i've told her before she's the first person i ever set up twee alerts for uh like besides shams and woes sure that was a letdown uh no this is great i mean and that's you've a been, lot of love coming from Dano. That's a lot. I'm that's a high, high pedestal right there. Um, okay. And and when I was when when he was in Houston, James Harden was on that list as well. Uh, now he's sadly removed, but that's that's big company. So uh, so yeah, I mean that's probably how I got into to betting WNBA. I didn't even know it was available. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, Danielle obviously does a lot with media. Uh, give us like a take on like your overall background getting into media. Uh, you and Ice are just 
you know, head and shoulders above like the average person at talking in front of a camera. Uh, it's, it's crazy how professional, cool you guys are. So uh, take me back to where Danielle started, uh, education, all that. Uh, I, th- I, and I, I will obviously tell her story. So I think she probably has a more traditional, you know, background in broadcasting, but I went to UCLA. We don't have a broadcast major. I didn't know I wanted to do this when I got there. Like everybody who goes into college, I had no, um, creative ideas of what I wanted to do. So it's, it's doctor or lawyer. So for me, it was lawyer. Um, and then I interned at a, at an entertainment law firm and I was like, it was so fun. And I still thought, no, not for me. So I was like, what am I going to do? My dad was like, You're, you'd be really good on camera. You should do sports you should do sports broadcasting you know at the time and even still like people only really think of like Aaron Andrews I think when they think of women in this industry and they say hey you should do sideline and I said okay cool we'll start there so I bought a camera I bought a microphone bought a tripod asked uh, coach Mora at the time at UCLA football if I could come by practice and do some interviews with his players Um, started going to spring practice and just kind of built a reel that way and then got my first job uh, at a local market in Wyoming so moved to Wyoming from LA almost died in two blizzards and thought this is this is not worth the experience if we die in a blizzard is it like she was just trying to get some experience is what the obituary will say so i got a job back in the bay area where i'm from uh took that to get out of the snow and then ended up at nfl network back in la doing some ap work and some video content and and while i was doing this i wasn't doing consistent on-air stuff so i was like how do i do this and so i started my own sports show that I would put up every week. So I did it every week for a year. It was like 52 episodes and it was a lot of work. Um, cause you, but you learn so much, right? Cause you're putting yourself on camera. So you're getting the reps, you're getting to put that on your reel, you're editing, you're learning how to do graphics. And so it was a really, really valuable experience. And it's still the content that if I put my reel out, people respond to the most. And it's probably cause I wrote it. Like it's, I think that that's the best thing you can do is make your own content. So that was a good chunk of time. And then I got picked up by VSIN, which was really cool. I moved to Vegas for a year, almost died of the heat. Obviously I'm not very good in seasons. Um, <laughs> I don't think people can live in the desert. I think it's very hard power to, if you can. Uh, so I was really fortunate cause they were uh, allowed me to move back to Los Angeles and, and I hosted the Los Angeles city cast for a while. Now working on some new projects with VSIN, but did not ever think I would get into sports betting because I'm the person who's like, I like my money where I can see it in my bank account. I don't want to lose it. Um, And then I got into it and I thought, if you want to get into sports analytics and or anything of that nature to do with sports, betting is the way to go because you used to see traditional sports TV and it was just who's going to win the game. And it's 30 minutes on that. This is by how many points, how many points are going to be scored? Who's going to score this first? And so there's just so much more that goes into sports betting. So I've really been enjoying just the research part of everything. So that's kind of how I've gotten to where I am now. Yeah, I love that. Um, thank you, one, for sharing, because that is a journey that you took from Wyoming to Vegas to <laughs> where you're back. Forever. Yeah, right, exactly, literally everywhere. Um, but I can relate to you in terms of becoming a content creator because you just mm-hmm. want to get reps. Like understanding that, you know, not every opportunity that you apply to, you're going to get. And so sometimes you just got to create your own opportunities. So power to you and like every woman in sports, because I feel like we all get to that point where we're like, okay, we've got to somehow create something to be able to do it. Right. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to do an icebox. You're like, hey, I'm going to do my weekly show. I'm going to do 52 weeks of it. I definitely don't have 52 iceboxes, but I commend you on that. Literally Um, this betting thing. Okay. Dano has like gotten me to the dark Hey, yeah, are you allowed to say that? Come on. Oh, wait, am I allowed to say you or the dark side? No, I was going to say Dano's got, I thought you were about to say Dano's got me to, to bet. I was like, you have not done that. You've oh, never no. bet. You've no. never bet on anything. 
No, of course oh, not. Wow. You've gotten me to the dark side of paying attention to stuff. And oh, like having, uh, having conversations oh. and like, because talking to him, you know, Dano is a, like, I, I think for me, an expert in this sports betting, understanding stuff, like just following him. So every time we're talking, having conversation, I'm seeing his tweets and his pics. I'm like, okay, explain these things to me. Like, at least so I understand yeah. the baseline of what you're talking about, even though I'm not participating, but wanted to ask you um, as a woman in sports and then getting into sports betting, how do the two kind of mesh, so to speak? Um, and how do you feel like you can grow the, we can grow the game of women's sports through sports betting? So I love this question. And it's, and it's actually because it's really interesting if you actually dive into this a little bit, because if you think about it, women have traditionally been held out of traditional sports media for various different reasons or relegated to you can only do sideline, which again, no hate to sideline. Like there's incredible sideline reporters, but it's not the only job you can do. And so we're seeing more women and more branching out into different roles, right? So Mina Kime starting to do analyst work, right? Are you being somebody who does you know, broadcasting and is interested in betting is so important because otherwise you have people up there who are not paying attention to that part and it's coming quickly. So as far as women getting into sports betting, I think it's really important because it's a way to get interested in a game that maybe you wouldn't be interested in otherwise, similar to like fantasy football, right? All of a sudden you have a stake in the game. And also with sports betting, you either cash the better you don't. Right. So it's it's not it's not, oh, that girl doesn't know what she's talking about. It can't be because it's like, look, I either know what I'm talking about or I don't. The bet's going to cash or it's not. And also when the bet doesn't cash, was the logic good? Was the research there? So you really get to flex these like research. I know what I'm talking about muscles in sports betting as a woman in sports. So I've found, at least for my personal experience, anecdotal, that. I felt a lot more welcome in the sports betting community, even than traditional sports media, because I feel like there were roles that women are being pigeonholed into. Mm -hmm. And with sports betting, there's just like, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing about capturing an industry that hasn't took off completely yet. Right. Is that mm -hmm. if you, if you come in and you kind of are grandfathered into it, then no one's going to question you because you're one of the founders in that. Right. Um, like Dana talked about. I mean, yeah, I, I find it like just, remarkable because i mean i it's no secret for especially like just women in media if you're on twitter it can be you know a cesspool of a site and just Brutal. awful people um and i mean i i never really put anything public uh ever until you know starting up with spread the floor and when things don't go right uh it you just hear about it from it will tell you every everywhere and so someone who's been doing this for a long time and as a woman who already, you know, gets, I, I'd say, treated worse. It's so impressive, uh, just like the authenticity and uh, like just the pure confidence that you have with it. So uh, thanks for being an example. Hopefully a lot more women do get into it. I just, yeah. And, and to your point too, I about the WNBA. Yeah. If it gets people to watch it, absolutely. And there's people who have told me from the Los Angeles city cast, like I got into betting WNBA and then all of a sudden they're watching the games because they have bets on them. So if that gets you in great, but of course we want people who want to watch this game and the product is so good. So it should just add to the game. But I, I just think whatever gets you watching the game so that you can see that there's value and substance here. hundred percent. I always say that the W obviously is still growing, right? It, it's still mm -hmm. like a toddler in the sense of other historical leagues. And like nobody gets that. Nobody. Like how long the NBA has been around versus the W like 50 plus years. The NBA yeah. has 50 years on us yet. Yeah. We seem, but well, it's fine. But I say that to say that because it is still growing, you've got to grow in as many ways as you can possibly. Right. And then you hope that 
later when it gets to year 60 or 70 that the foundation of it is truly fans that appreciate the women that are playing the game and, and the that they're playing the game but if they got to get in where they're fit in and because they're betting they're watching the games and that's cool because listen bet on chelsea gray every time bro you're gonna make some big money i, I made some money for that they said is there value in chelsea gray at four to one for finals mvp i was like absolutely they, they don't do this without chelsea gray 100 100 we all saw that writing on the wall um okay so specifically about the w you personally right yeah. out in la Follow the LA Sparks have had a couple of cup, tough seasons and just everything surrounding that franchise. Do you have an idea of what they could use to go forward? Um, what could help that franchise? It's so interesting, right? Because they lose Candace Parker and it kind of goes off the rails and you have to look at the management as well, the coaching. And I think that's where everyone's pointing right now, obviously, because they had a switch up in the mid season on that. Yeah. Um, I look there because you can't tell me that the talent wasn't there when you have Neka Ogumike and Shanae and the talent is there for that team. Are they missing a couple pieces? Sure. The Sun were missing a really solid perimeter shooter, but they made it to the finals. So you can't tell me the talent wasn't there. So something else is going on for me. And so it has to be management organization. We see this time and time and again in every sports league is the teams that are run poorly don't perform well. That's right. it's just that it goes hand in hand. So um, for me, that's kind of where LA is at. And it's unfortunate because so much money is invested in LA and LA is such a progressive area relative to like women's rights and everything. And so uh, Magic Johnson will tweet about the Sparks. You know that there's like an investment there for it to be great. So it's just kind of like what people need to be in what positions to make this successful because the money's there, the interest is there. People want to support the W, especially here in LA. Mm. For sure. I did you get that sense when you uh, when you called games there? Like, uh, did you did you feel good about the the crowd, the uh, overall vibe of the team, or is it just hard to judge because it was a rough year? Yeah, I'm just going to say rough year. You know, I think um, I think being in Connecticut and calling that one game where they were in Connecticut um, and just mm -hmm. seeing this was when Derek Fisher was coaching. Um, so earlier in the season and just seeing how that team was still trying to come together and Liz Cambage being there, you just kind of didn't get the feeling of like unity, you know, like everyone's on the same page. And I agree with you, uh, Danielle, in terms of the amount of talent that they had, right? Like the Iguma mm -hmm. sisters, Brittany Sykes, obviously Liz, you got Kennedy Carter, um, What's my girl? That's the point guard, Jordan Canada, right? Yeah. So that's that came in later, hundred percent. So like their roster was set. It was just, I, I think you hit it on the head, yeah. like management, you know. And sometimes, um, what you got to do is just you got to kind of start, start fresh, and you got to start clean. Um, speaking of management, real quick hot take. I am so sorry that Dallas did what they did, and like <gasps> Johnson. Oh I, yeah, with that came out right after we recorded last week. That was oh, uh, I, and I messaged you right away because it was a level of oh. heartbreak. She was one of my favorite coaches to interact with throughout the season. I thought that they were. What even goes into that? Why? Um, like, what do you point to and say, like, this is why we're firing you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, right, the last two seasons, they've gotten to the playoffs. Um, you know, this past season, like, forced a, a game three with Connecticut and, like, showed that they, you know, are, are building, I feel like. And I feel like their roster is – is everyone is in that middle stage. Everyone is in that like three to five, six year range in the league. And, uh -huh. and it's only like two players, I believe on the roster in their six years, like Isabel Harrison and uh, Kayla Thornton. Everyone else is between years two and four. So they're still kind of young, still adjusting, right? Um, so yeah. it's a lot to put on a lot of these young players, but they have a good nucleus, I truly believe. So I don't know. I was kind of upset by it. I thought that she was doing a good job. I thought that she was a really good role model. It seemed like the players um, had liked her. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that she was good in terms of managing personalities because there are a lot of personalities on that team that you have to manage. And it seemed like she was doing a good job of that, but clearly someone else thought differently, but I was definitely sad to see that. I think out of all the coaching changes I expected, that was not one that I saw that I, I, I saw at all coming. No, it's, I didn't even know she was on a hot seat. Same. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> when were we talking about this? A contract extension. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I have something that will cheer you up, though, Ice. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I know this answer, but I, I want to. I mean, I, I guess this would be a bet on on my end that Danielle is going to say who I think she's going to say. But I think you'll love her answer, Danielle. Who is your list. favorite player to watch in the I WNBA? List of five people, because I knew you're going to ask oh. me this. Um, but the person at the top, I think, is you're who you think one. I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny because I was writing the list. And then as I'm writing the list, I didn't put this person first. And then I went back to the top and put her first. <laughs> so just subconsciously. Uh, I love watching Kelsey Plum. Uh, she she grew up in San Diego. My, my brother, actually, he played basketball at UCSD. And he said that he used to play with her when she was in San Diego in high school. She would come okay. and play with them in the gym and stuff. Oh, wow. And so I was like, get it, Kelsey. Um, so San Diego. And then obviously Pac-12 and broke just about every three-point record possible. And... I really enjoyed, I can't remember where I saw this story. She she talked about her story during that time and how she felt really lonely. And I thought it was great that she came out and was really vulnerable with that. I love those human interest piece because that's going to make you buy into the league too, is if you know the players, right? Why do I care about this game besides it's my hometown? Um, so yeah, I'm a huge, huge Kelsey Plum fan. I wanted her to win MVP, but I understand. I mean, that's that was Asia's award. That was just, I get it. But yeah, a huge Kelsey Plum fan. But the other people, just honorable mention on my list, Sylvia Fowles, which... Mm. She's gone, so it's sad. Love, love um, the Player Society shirt. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Every time they have a drop, I'm like, this is the only thing I don't look for a coupon for. Like, I pay full price for. That's how you know we you love it. Esther. I'm like, I'm gonna support full price. That's how you know you love it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't even want a discount. I'll pay full price. Um, Benijah Laney. We didn't get to see yes. much from, but I loved Benijah last year and I was so hyped coming into this year and then bless her soul. But then also like gets knee surgery and then casually comes back in four weeks. Just what is I, that? So Benijah Laney, I, the comeback is coming, right? Yeah, I love I love that. I love that you gave her recognition. I feel like a lot of people don't. First of all, she just made the USA team for world championships after coming off of that knee surgery, playing the playoffs, still didn't look like herself, but then clearly did enough in camp and training camp to make that team. Um, but she's, you know, girl from Philly, like her mother coached me in AAU. So I grew up playing against her. So that is like a heartfelt thing for me. It's like when I see Benajah and Kalia Copper, like killing it, I'm like, no, stop. Like y'all don't understand. You know the struggle. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, and that's the thing too, is she wasn't just walk on a scene like a star, right? Yeah, like 100%. She- Improved yeah. over time. Great pick. Love that, Danielle. Yeah. And then I also have Michaela Onyenwede because she went to UCLA and I love her. Yes. Every facet of the ball. I like hearing her talk to the media. I love watching her play basketball. I love seeing what she's wearing, like, and Dee Dee Richards, honorable mention, I guess, for that, too. And then my last one, I wanted to pick somebody who was newer, Emily Angsler from The Fever this year. Oh, my was girl! so fun to oh, watch. Yeah. She made The Fever worth watching, right? Yes, 100%. M plays, you know, she's straight from the city, straight from New York. So That's she how she plays. plays yeah, she plays with the edge, like, you know, I'll either hit you or hit the ball. It doesn't really matter. Like, I'm getting to it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think M had a really good rookie year. I think especially for the Fever having all of those rookies, but 
managed to like find her role and stay consistent and seem like, okay, like you could build a franchise around her. I truly believe that like as a four player in this league, as a three player in this league, if she get really dangerous on the perimeter that you can build something around her and Alyssa Smith um, and Queen Egbo. So I love that. Wow. I kind of want to hug you right now. Cause you like shout out all my favorite people. I was a little bit waiting for like an Alyssa Thomas at the end. It didn't come, but it's okay. I, I know you love her in your soul. Cause I, I can feel our connection, but. I did. Cool. I love I love people who play basketball like AT, which I know is going to be controversial to say, but <laughs> I like tough players. Um, but Emily was my my one to watch. Yeah. And Sylvia was my farewell one. So. And Benajah's my comeback, and Michaela's my rookie of the year. I have them all. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, that was so well uh, well thought out. I'm just glad Kelsey was on the list. I was like, I know that was Ice and Ice uh, MVP pick. And, if I had to pick uh, one, it would be Kelsey. Also because, I know. and Dana knows this story, I went to my first WNBA game this year, which again, like, this is the number one thing you could do, like, show with your feet, right? Like, go to the games. So I went to my first game. I went to the Aces-Sparks game because I wanted to see the Aces, of course. And I get there, and I'm like, is that Kelsey Plum? Like, she's so little. Because I was like, <laughs> she's 5'8". And that's not little. I'm 5'8". But I was like... Oh my God, that gives me hope that I could have played in the WNBA. <laughs> she's, I mean, if I was as talented and fast and anything, um, but she's only 5'8 and she plays yeah. like a bulldog. Like, she, and you would, I would never know that from watching her on TV. Yeah, 100%. So. I think I've loved hearing about her fitness journey. Um, yeah. Like she talked about this this past year, just she had to be in the best shape possible she knew in order to play her game at the highest level. Um, and so mm -hmm. she's 5'8 and then like really toned. And there's like, a, look, she looks like she has like 0.6% body fat. Yeah. Like, do you eat a burger at all? Did you guys see the video of her eating salad uh, recently? It was oh, like, a, yeah, the parade. You see that? Okay, yeah, she's a little lit after oh. they were like celebrating, and she's like picking salad and like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, I mean, if you, like a ready. <laughs> no, but to that point, if you look back at pictures of her from Washington, it is uh -huh. a completely different human being. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like she looks so young like a child i mean I college college uh athletes aren't children but yeah. i've called um, her short we've called her childlike this is great no we love kelsey yeah well, yeah i mean like it's you know we're obsessed yeah i am in a, in a good way um so we we uh we're recording this on wednesday or thursday uh september 22nd um so the FIBA World Cup just started, as we kind of alluded to earlier in the, the Nigel Laney talk. Uh, I mean, the games are definitely late for us in America because the games are all in Australia. Uh, but is are there any international players that uh, or teams that you'd love to to get a chance to watch uh, or see play during this FIBA World Cup over the next two weeks? I have not been following the international stage of this enough. Uh, unfortunately, I have to pay attention to football as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've been, I've, a lot of my time has been <laughs> siphoned away to that, unfortunately, for my job. But uh, I do have to say that I'm looking at the roster for Team USA, and I'm thinking that's who I want to watch. Like, that's the team that I want to watch, what they put together here. Um, so you guys, you can speak to this a little bit better than me, obviously, having paid attention to it more. Well, and then I was so excited to watch Marine Johans play uh, for France, and then she got hurt. But uh, if you do get a chance to have some free time, go watch the Gabby Williams highlights from this morning. Uh, it would have been at 3.30 a.m. your time, Danielle. So I, I can uh, – it was 6.30 a.m. for us. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm more of a night owl. I'm definitely not a morning person. Oh, wow. 
Oh, I thought you said I'm usually awake. I was like, wow. Um, it's really why I work in sports because they all happen at night. In that case, then Canada is a good team to watch because Canada has a lot of WNBA stars like Natalie Oconwa, um, Kia Nurse plays, Kayla Alexander, who used to play in the W, plays in that team. So I would think the Canadian team would be a good team to watch as well for a lot of W players. It's so good to see Kia Nurse back uh, yeah, playing again. As, as of, uh, well, I mean, no, Danielle, I don't know if you ever tore an ACL. I know you have the ankle and foot stuff, but. Ice, you no, tore or two ACLs? My knees are fine. <laughs> yeah, two. I've had two. Two too many. Two two ACLs? Two ACLs. Two too many. Soccer or basketball? Basketball. Wow, that's surprising. Basketball. What's the I, what's the ACL recovery like? Um, the first one took me like eleven months to feel like myself. The second <gasps> one took me like fourteen months to feel like myself. You get cleared before that, but, you know, until you feel like yourself is different. Um, and I was a very, like, shifty, am yeah. a very, like, you know, shifty athletic guard. So I think it took a lot of time for me to get my spin move back to where I liked it because you really didn't want to spin on a knee that wasn't spinning correctly <laughs> at some points. But, yeah. Okay, well, uh, I know, I know, Danielle. I haven't even made it back you... to the courts yet, so. Oh, <laughs> I, I want to think, do stationary uh, shooting. I think no we need a we need a Danielle, Ice, Dano, Calvin, Gabe. We need <laughs> like a sh every everyone who's ever been involved to spread the floor. Uh, just just a a recording of a live pod while we shoot around. That'd be so great. Yeah. Um, Ice, Can I just you don't have to. I'm a great defender. It's you know. It's, oh, that's what I'm bringing to the table. It's not my uh, team. My team. I, yeah. I have, I play rec league every week, and I was telling Ice, uh, I like do my best to not play any defense anymore, because um, I put a lot of energy out on offense. But I did take a charge on Wednesday. Um, okay. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Thirty years That's old, I took a charge in a rec league game. It just was right there. It? I had to do it. It no, it wasn't worth it. My back is so sore. Um, <laughs> awful. Uh, but this is, I think former Hoopers just get hurt playing this. My brother, like I said, used to play UCSD. He'll try to pay pickup sometimes and he breaks or twists or every time. I'm like, are we yeah. diving for balls at, you know, 32? Are we diving for balls? Nah, fam. Listen, unless I'm getting paid to do it when I play over here, I'm just, <laughs> I told you, I don't yeah. even go on for layups anymore. Like, don't give it to me unless it's wide open. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just backing at the three point line, shoot your shoot, and we're going to play it nice and safe. Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. All right. Well, uh, Danielle, we know that you have to get going, but uh, really thank you so much for spending some time with us, telling us about uh, your background, uh, hopefully get some more of our listeners and viewers interested in uh, women's betting. And for that, definitely follow uh, Danielle, follow Spread the Floor. Uh, we'll be doing content. Uh, Danielle does everything. So, um, <laughs> but, I, you know, women's college, uh, we'll pick it back up. We'll get Danielle into women's college. It's going to be great. I'm I'm excited. I, I didn't do enough of it last year, so I'm excited to do some women's college basketball betting. Love it. Can't wait. Especially because I got I got Kiki Rice and uh, Gabriella Jaquez now at UCLA. I got I got some new talent. Oh, we may need to do a UCLA preview. Uh, I mean, I I know that we have something coming up with uh, an ACC coach, but we don't have anything set up with uh, some Pac-12 people. We need to get on that. Show some love. Show some love to the West Coast. Yeah, hit up the West Coast a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Danielle. 
Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Good to see you.